Chapter Twenty Four of Swamp Island by Mildred A. Wirt. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter Twenty Four Under the Fence Post. Penny was tormented with worry as she saw the men walk hurriedly to the creek where they launched a flat bottom boat belonging to Ezekiel. Soon the craft was lost in the blackness of the swamp channel. There goes my chance to catch Danny and recover the stolen money, she thought. Oh, what can I do to prevent them from getting away? Another boat had been tied up at the dock, but Penny knew she would never dare enter the swamp alone at night. In any case, what chance would she have against four armed men? If only Mrs. Jones hadn't hurt her ankle, she thought. It will take her a long time to reach a telephone, and help may not get here for an hour. As Penny stood gazing gloomily toward the swamp, a shaft of light cut fleetingly across the water. The flash came from the headbeam of a car swinging up the lane to the Hawkins' house. Not knowing who the arrivals might be, the girls stepped behind a tree to wait. Soon the car came closer, halting with a jerk. From the sedan stepped Mr. Parker, Salt, and Jerry Livingston. Scarcely believing her eyes, Penny ran to meet them. Oh, Dad, she cried, you did get Mrs. Jones' message. Message? he inquired. Why, no. We were worried because you had been gone so long, so we came out here to find you. What's this all about? Penny rapidly told of Danny's flight into the swamp with the stolen money. If Mrs. Jones reaches a phone, police should get here any minute, she added. In the meantime, we can't let those men escape, Mr. Parker exclaimed. Salt, you stay here and wait for the police. If they don't come in ten minutes, go after them. Sure, Chief. Jerry, you come with me the publisher directed, untying the boat at the dock. We'll try to keep those men in sight and mark the way for police to follow. As Penny followed Jerry into the boat, her father protested quickly. Penny, you know you can't go. Danny Davers is a desperate character. If you expect to capture him, you'll have to take me, Dad. They'll probably follow the main channel to Black Island and beyond, You'll be lost before you've covered half the distance. All right, come along, Mr. Parker agreed unwillingly. The boat shoved off into the cool night. Fairly certain the Hawkins boat would pass Lookout Point, Penny directed her father and Jerry to row toward it. Soon she caught a glimpse of a moving light through the trees. That's their boat! she exclaimed. Ezekiel must have lighted his lantern again. Scarcely had she spoken than those in the Parker craft were startled to hear a metallic pounding sound from the direction of the Hawkins farmhouse. The dishpan signal, Penny cried in dismay. We forgot about Mrs. Hawkins. Evidently she saw us leave the dock and is warning her menfolks. Now they'll know someone is following them. Mr. Parker's face became very grave as the girl revealed the significance of the signal. 
Penny also told him what she and Mrs. Jones had learned of Black Island. Unarmed, we've no chance to capture those men, he commented. Our best bet is to keep them in sight, marking the trail well for police to follow. And I hope they do, Jerry added grimly. Breaking overhanging tree limbs and slashing trunks to blaze the trail, the party passed Lookout Point. When they were perhaps twenty yards beyond the aisle, a bullet suddenly whizzed through the trees, only a few feet above their heads. The shot had been fired from the island. Duck low, Mr. Parker ordered. They've taken refuge there. As the trio remained motionless, another bullet whined over their heads. Dad, it's only a trick to divert us, Penny whispered. One of the Hawkins boys probably has stayed on the island, but the others have gone on. See, through the trees? Jerry and Mr. Parker peered where she pointed and caught the brief flash of lantern light. You're right, the publisher agreed. Row on, Jerry. We're practically out of range of lookout point now. The boat pushed on. A light mist was rising from the water, and the night was very dark. Shielded by the blackness, the trio slipped away without becoming the target for another bullet. We've got to keep that other boat in sight, Mr. Parker said grimly. If we lose it, we may never find our way out of this place. And if we catch up, we may never be allowed to get out, Jerry observed. Penny, who scarcely had taken her eyes from the moving point of light ahead, now exclaimed, They've blown out the lantern! Then they may have seen us, Mr. Parker muttered, if only we were armed. Cautiously, the party proceeded. A few minutes later, as the boat passed a high point of land several hundred yards deeper in the swamp, Another bullet whizzed dangerously close overhead. Where'd that come from? Mr. Parker demanded, shielding Penny with his body. Jerry pointed to the high point of land on the right-hand side of the channel. Those birds have pulled up there and hope to pick us off, he whispered. Still another bullet whined close over their heads, splashing as it struck the water. Hurriedly, Jerry steered the boat into a clump of bushes. All remained motionless and silent. Bullets kept splattering the water, though farther away. We're in a pocket, Mr. Parker fumed. They can pick us off, almost at will, if we stay here. What's our move, Chief? Jerry asked anxiously. Let's backtrack to the farm and await police. It's the only thing we can do. As a lull came in the firing, Jerry shoved off and rowed rapidly back toward Lookout Point. All crouched low in the boat, but no shots were fired at them. They're satisfied we've turned back, Mr. Parker said. That was what they wanted. However, as Lookout Point loomed up, the party was disconcerted to see a tall, lean figure silhouetted there. Stay where ye be, or I'll fire. The man shouted, If ye try to pass, I'll sink your boat. It's a Ezekiel, Penny whispered. Mr. Parker signaled Jerry to row back out of range. We've trapped ourselves between two fires, 
he muttered in disgust. Ezekiel stayed here on purpose to guard the channel while the others made their getaway. Danny could be captured easily if only we could get word to Salt and the police, Jerry added. Penny and her father nodded gloomily. Salt, they knew, would follow their trail into the swamp as soon as police reached the Hawkins farm. But Ezekiel, from his point of vantage, would fire upon them before they realized they were running into danger. We could chance it and try to push through, Jerry proposed. Ezekiel's not bluffing, Mr. Parker replied. Those first shots were a warning. If we attempt to pass now, he may shoot to kill. There's one way we might bring help, Jerry said, staring thoughtfully at the grim figure guarding the channel. How? Penny demanded eagerly. You and your father would have to wait on the bank and let me take the boat. Too risky, Mr. Parker said. You never could get through. I try an old trick, the reporter explained. When Ezekiel starts shooting, I'll upset the boat and float beneath it until I'm past the point. I'm a good swimmer and can hold my breath a long while. Anyway, after the boat is upset, there will be a pocket of air beneath it. It might not work. Let me try it. Unless we get word through, Danny Deavers is certain to escape. After lengthy whispered debate, Mr. Parker reluctantly agreed to the plan. Retreating beyond Ezekiel's range of vision, the boat brought up on shore, where Penny and her father alighted. Wait right here, Jerry directed. I'll be back for you in a few minutes. Boldly, the reporter pushed off alone in the boat, drifting down channel. Before he had gone many yards, Ezekiel challenged him. Ye come another foot, and I'm letting ye have it. Jerry shouted an insult, but as Ezekiel's gun spat, he upset the boat, disappearing beneath it. Oh, Dad, Penny murmured anxiously, watching the craft float slowly downstream past the point. Was Jerry really hit? I don't think so. What if Ezekiel fires again? He can't harm Jerry now unless he's forced to come up for air. Anxiously, the trio watched the overturned boat. Unless Jerry had found the pocket of air, they knew not even an expert swimmer could remain so long underwater. Finally, the boat was beyond their range of vision, blotted out by darkness. Jerry has nerve, Mr. Parker commented. He's safely through now. Nervously, the publisher and Penny kept attentive watch of Lookout Point, fearful lest Ezekiel launch a boat and try to capture them. To their intense relief, the swamper made no such move. Occasionally, they caught brief glimpses of him as he shifted his position. Directing all their attention upon Ezekiel, Penny and her father paid less heed to the channel. Near them was a passage so narrow a boatman could have reached out to touch bushes on either side. A slight rustling sound close by suddenly startled Penny. What was that, Dad? she whispered. Only the wind, he reassured her. Ezekiel's still over there on the point. We're safe enough. Even as he made the observation, 
a boat moved out from behind the screen of leaves penny and her father found themselves gazing directly into the barrel of a gun safe are ye coon hawkins shouted in glee we got ye now ye sneakin snoopers ye won't do no more spine in this swamp with him in the boat were his brother and danny deevers get in coon ordered sharply what will you do with us mr parker asked trying to stall for time we're taking ye to black island coon replied prodding the publisher with his gun move one glance at the grim determined faces of the men convinced mr parker and penny it would be folly to resist silently they entered the boat hod pushed off and the craft moved noiselessly away into the night end of chapter 24